Hey there, it's The Real Deal with Camille, true stories of life as an entrepreneur. I'm Camille Diaz, and I'm an optimization coach. I teach entrepreneurs how to achieve their goals, streamline their business, and regain their life. In this podcast, my guests and I share real stories from our real-life experiences. We use our authentic voices, which sometimes include explicit language. If that's not going to work for you, tap out now. My guest today is Heather Parody. She's the host of the Heather Parody podcast, community strategist, and relentless creative. After seeing a post on Heather's social media, I sent in a question for her show. Then she answered me. I decided to take a leap of faith and invite her to be a guest on the brand new project of a show that I was working on, which wasn't even out yet. And she said, yes. In this episode, we have a great discussion about the difference between building an audience and building a community. Right at the end, I ask Heather what advice she'd go back and give early Heather. Her answer really hits me right in the feels. Okay, Heather. So we just, we met because I asked you a question about podcasty stuff and you were kind enough to answer. And then I was like, I'm just going to be brave and ask her to be on the show. And then you said, yes. And I'm I was so, so glad you did. I'm so glad you did. I think what you're doing is super cool in the fact that you've put out so much content faithfully for so long, like you are the real deal, like that you have the right title for your show. So it's an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, I, I know we're going to talk a little bit about community building online because everybody now it's like, how do I, how do I find my tribe? How do I build my people? How do I do all this stuff virtual? But I want to actually hear a little bit of your story because mm-hmm. while I've listened to a couple of your podcasts, I didn't go back and like deep, deep dive. I hardly ever stalk people on social media before I talk to them. I just want to hear the story from you. So I hear that. yeah. Well, you would be um, in for a long ride if you went through the back, all the shows. I mean, I've done over a thousand episodes now between multiple different shows and I've just fallen, fallen in love with this medium of uh, podcasting and really to backtrack from there, the internet in general, I was in grad school to become a therapist. And on the side, I started a freelance photography business and use social media to grow that photography business. And I absolutely loved it. Yes. I loved photography, but what I loved even more was being able to connect with people and book gigs out of state and be able to just find these opportunities because I knew how to share photos and tag people and use language that people could relate to. And I just felt so much in love with the power of marketing from an online standpoint, but also to the potential of impact. Uh, For me personally, listening to other people's podcasts and YouTube channels and stuff, and this was about 10, 12 years ago, um, I hadn't been exposed to a lot of the personal development world. I grew up kind of more, you play, you know, the, the cards you're dealt, the cards you're dealt, and there wasn't a lot of growth mindset there. Yeah. And so hearing people say like, hey, I grew up in these certain circumstances and these different situations and look what I created and look at the impact that I made, it changed my life. It genuinely changed my life. So reluctantly after graduating um, from school, I spent years and years <laughs> studying to be this stinking therapist. And although, it was awesome work and I loved it. I knew I was being called and I believe in calling. I believe that there's calling on all of our lives. I was being called to the online space. Mm-hmm. So I turned down all my job. Um, I had two job offers on the table. 
uh, let my license expire, did all that stuff and went in online. And I've been doing that for about uh, five years now. And it's been hard and it's not been glamorous and I'm not a millionaire yet, uh, but yeah. I wouldn't trade it for the world because I love waking up and getting to connect with people like you and um, make meaningful content. Yeah. I love that story. I feel like so many entrepreneurs have been through something similar where we go down this path of this is what I'm going to do. And this mm -hmm. is what's expected of me. So I'm studying the thing and I'm going to get the good job and I have the degrees and I have, and then all of a sudden we're like, I don't love this. Mm -hmm. I just don't love this. I, I gotta do something. I gotta do something else. And then we follow yeah. it. It's hard. Yeah, and it's not just with careers. It's with, with a lot of endeavors, podcasts. You know what I mean? You get two years into it and you're like, do I want to keep talking about this or do I want to shift and adjust? And there's um, a lot of self-imposed pressure that we put on ourselves to make things indefinite. And over the past year, year and a half, I've had this switch in my mindset. And I don't know who said it to me or if it was God or what, but I start to look at things as projects versus indefinites. And that's really released me to not put so much pressure on different things. So not only a career is it, you know, not indefinite, but also two little ventures and things that we start i've had four shows now you know and i've let go of a few of them and moved on and shifted and adjusted and at first it was very very hard for me to release something because i felt like a failure if i didn't follow through on it but why not look at it as a project with the beginning and an end something that is in your you know your 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 portfolio right and, and move on so yeah with careers and with other endeavors too, let go and pivot what a great way to look at things, to go, this is a project mm -hmm. and I've finished that project. Yep. But now I'm going to do a different project. Yes. And maybe I'll have one or two at a time and then I'll move to something else. That is just like such a lovely way to think about it, like way to conceptualize it. Well, and look at artists. Do yeah um, musicians actors all these people they have movies they have albums they have all that you can transfer that into other creative endeavors too yeah everything everything mm -hmm. even if you okay so i did 10 years at this one job that was one project i finished i'm going on to something else it can be the same field yep. it can be a different field it can be whatever let's go. so let's yeah. go yeah yeah ah, i'm excited all right so talk <laughs> about <laughs> talk about how you build community because clearly you made it work you've been doing it for five years so it's good mm. how are you how are you creating that community how are you drawing people in what what yeah. makes them come listen to you watch you buy your stuff I don't even know what it is to buy from you I only listen to your free content so I don't have a clue like how yeah. how are you doing that yeah, so you're going to hear the term community marketing more and more and more over the next few years. And I know everybody was like hot and heavy about the Web3 situation, uh, you know, the 2021, 2022. Mm -hmm. um, and that was where people started really talking about community building. Here's the deal. A lot of times when people say community building, what they mean is marketing, audience building. Mm. And we've got to be able to separate the two in our minds and neither one is right or wrong. So obviously sometimes we need an audience for this podcast. You want an audience, you want some yep. listeners. Now, if you have a listener base, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have a community. Is it wrong that you don't have a community? No, it depends what your goals are. So community building online is a lot trickier because you're, you're measuring different things. We've been conditioned over the past, however long that social has been a thing to look at numbers and likes. And some of these obscure numbers, you know, these obscure measurements, 
when community building is about more about retention and engagement, and you're going to see a lot of more micro communities, smaller tribes of people who um, um, are just as powerful and strong as some of these like big influencers that you see on Instagram or whatever. Mm-hmm. Here's a big fact that <laughs> is not fun, but it's true. Uh, followers do not equal dollars. You know, I've seen the back end of a lot of businesses. I've seen the back end of a lot of podcasts and you would be shocked from the outside perspective, how many people were actually succeeding and how how many were actually quote failing. And I'm not going to get too deep into the the technical stuff, but with the emergence of Web3 and some of the stuff that's going to be happening, a lot of those numbers are going to become available or right now they're not. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be able to see a lot more transparency in businesses, which is good and bad for a lot of different reasons. We're not going to probably get into that today, but uh, a lot of the fake stuff's going to be, you know, uh, sniffed out and people are going to really see what's actually happening behind the scenes. So get ready for that. Uh, but how do you build community? You give a, sh- you give, I'm sorry. You, you can give- say shit. It's okay. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're cool. Okay. I forget. I forget. At the beginning and everything. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you care. You yeah. genuinely care about people, whether they buy from you or not, period. And here's the deal. Most people who are following you online, I, I again, not popular thing to say, they're not going to buy from you. Right. It still comes from relationships. You said, I don't even know how to buy from you. You know why? Because people who work with me are all referrals, all word of mouth, um, all one-on-one relationships. I'm building a community online to serve them through a lot of my free content. Uh, and yeah, you can have like these little small offers and different things. And if you have a huge, huge, huge community, some, you know, that can convert into a larger um, income stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reality is a lot of us micro-influencers, people who have a smaller community um it's it's just different it, it's different so I, I could go on a rampage about all that but i'll stop there <laughs> it's okay i actually really love this topic and i think it's been um it's really relevant right now because i'm feeling so many i've had so many people come through with just like hey here's my thing here here's my thing hey here's my thing yep but i'm just going where did you come from like, how did you even get my email? Like, what? I don't even know you. Have we met? Like, I'm just confused, yeah. right? And that concept of having, if you have a big audience, you must be super successful. And it's just, it's so not true. I am, I am, you're not the only person that has told me this. I've talked to several coaches and other people who have access to that backend information they get to see what's really happening in someone's business and if it's turning into dollars or not and for a lot of people it's not because they're spending all of their effort growing their audience or growing their list or whatever but they have no relationship and no way to actually work with those people or it's just it's not it's not flipping over and I guess is that because we see the the big influencers and just assume we should repeat what they do yeah and we're stuck on this idea that people want a savior when I don't think people want a savior what they want is belonging and they want to feel contribution Mm -hmm. so yeah I want to go to an expert if my you know arm's broken and I need surgery or something like that I want somebody to come in and take over for me but if you think about like relationally we haven't ever changed as human beings we want to feel like our voice is heard we want to feel like we have a seat at the table we want to feel like um, we matter and when we switch from audience building to community building what you're doing is you're onboarding people onto a mission and a bigger picture versus your popularity 
which again makes us have to let go of our ego a little bit. So if you think about the difference between, let's say I was teaching podcasting and it's like, oh, come learn from Heather Parody, the expert in podcasting, blah, 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 and listen to everything she says. That's going to be a little bit different than if I say, hey, here is a community of podcasters who are growing and learning together. And I'm the facilitator of that. Yeah. Yeah. Much different. Much, much different. different. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. then that opens up the opportunity for everyone to gain in there yep. rather yep. than just, hey, look at me, I'm in the spotlight, check me out. But we don't like that, right? Because there goes our egos. Right. And there's a fear there where it's like, oh, well, if people don't see me as, quote, the expert of everything, um, are they going to want to buy from me? Are they, am I going to be able to have opportunities? I'll tell you the biggest, most incredible experience I've ever had was through a show that I call that was called NFTs for newbies. And we positioned ourselves as learners. And I'm telling you the the income we were able to make, the opportunities that happened, um, it was wild because we were just positioned as a friend and uh, facilitators of a community, um, not as experts. We literally called ourselves newbies and people related to that so much that they wanted to work with us. They wanted to listen to our show and so forth. So it's a, it's a mind thing where we think, oh, I'm not going to be able to be successful unless I position myself as a guru. When honestly, I think it's shifting kind of more in the other direction. And I'll say one more thing. There's a book, if anybody's really interested in it, I wish it was in here. It's called Better Together. Mm. And it's the best community book that I've ever read in my entire life. Please find it on Amazon. Um, Mark it all up. It's talking about community in real life. But if you can transfer that into the internet space, like you'll be golden. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that guru thing was like so... I don't know, late nineties, early two thousands was when everyone was trying to be the guru, you know, the one that knows all the information. Like they still are. It's, it's what I'm saying. Maybe that was just when it worked. Like it worked. <laughs> that's what I'm going for. Like it, it worked then you could be the guru. That's when it like, worked. Oh, they're so smart. And now like, yes, there are still people trying to do that. Like I know everything about this one topic and, and then, and you're right. It just doesn't. It yep. doesn't connect with people because if you say I'm the super smart one, that that implies that they are not. Yeah, interesting. That's good. Yeah, but really, we all have our own, you know, what do they call it? Zone of genius, right? So yep. everybody's really good at something. You just might be better at one thing than I am at that thing. And I'm like, hey, can you teach me that thing? And then mm-hmm. later on, you might be like, hey, can you teach me your thing? Yeah. So, yeah. That's what we were designed to to be, you know, and to live in. Yeah. Yeah. What is something you wish you would have known before you started? Like with all your experience now, if you could go back and tell early Heather, like, Hey, psst, this, do you have, do you have a thing that you're like, Oh, I wish I would have known that. One of my very favorite interviews I've ever done was with this guy named Sam Jones, who's the host of off camera. And I asked him, if he could go back and tell himself one thing, what would it be? And he said, I wish I would have taken myself more seriously sooner. Mm-hmm. So if I could go back even five years ago and sit down with myself, because I was just terrified. Yeah. I completely, ter- I felt dumb. I felt irresponsible. I felt embarrassed. I felt so, there were so many things. I mean, my husband and I like, 
we sacrificed financially to put me through school. We paid out of pocket. We were living below our means for years so I could go to school without debt. And I'm glad we did that. But to then go back to him and say, like, I actually don't want to use this after we spent years together working on that degree because it's a family thing. It's not just a me thing. Right. You know, um, it was humbling. And I just shook through my first several years, you know, and I always tell people like, in order to find your voice, you've got to use your voice in order for your voice to stop shaking, you just have to talk enough. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a process I had to go through. But if I could go back and, you know, tell myself, girl, you are a lot smarter than you're giving yourself credit for you're a lot more confident and you're giving yourself credit for don't let people walk on you. Yeah. Do not be intimidated by bro-preneurs, all these men who are coming along and making you feel small. Mm -hmm. Here's the deal. They weren't making me feel small. I allowed myself yeah. to feel small in their yeah. presence. You right. know what I'm saying? Because my personality was different. Mm -hmm. And so long answer, but take myself more seriously and look at myself as a professional and a capable, you know, business owner way sooner than what I did. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. I feel myself tearing up because I'm just like, yeah, I feel that. I feel that hard. Like if I would have trusted myself earlier, like, Hey, you got this, you can do this. Keep going, go yeah. be confident at it instead of all the second guessing. Yep. And yeah, yep. I think, I think things would have been a little bit, a little bit different, a little bit easier. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for time. Thank you for your time. Thank you. For oh, this was an honor. This was fun. This was incredible. <laughs> Wow, you're listening all the way to the end? That is awesome. I don't like to half-ass things either. Sounds like we might get along well. Let's connect on social media. I'm at Cam Unfiltered. If you want to find out more about me first, you can visit my website, CamilleDiaz.com.